Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Let's spend just a minute in Leviticus chapter 10 as Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, were to offer the sacrifice in the very beginning of the Levitical priesthood. And verse 1 says, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. I want us to notice in this context the uses of our word glory, and I want us to specifically notice the chapter before in Leviticus chapter 9. We have uh, Aaron's offerings for himself and the people being outlined, and Moses and Aaron blessing the people, and fire is coming from the Lord on the altar here in the beginning of this Levitical priesthood. It came to pass on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. And he said to Aaron, take a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering without blemish and offer them before the Lord. And then he goes and outlines some specific sacrifices to the children of Israel. Thou shalt speak, saying, Take a kid or a male goat of the goats for a sin offering, and a calf and a lamb, both of the first year without blemish, for a burnt offering. Verse 5 says, They did bring that which Moses commanded them before the tabernacle of the congregation. And verse 6 is the verse that has our word in it first in the chapter. Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commanded that you should do. And the glory of the Lord will appear unto you. So this is a promise that if you sacrifice in the way, in the manner that I'm commanding you, then the glory of the Lord will appear unto you, the kabod of the Lord, the display of God's attributes. So then he goes on and says, um, chronicles how that the sacrifice was offered according to the specifications of the Lord. Um, Verse 12, he slew the burnt offering and Aaron's sons presented to him the blood and he sprinkled that blood around the altar. They presented the burnt offering and then it goes on to how they slew the bullock and the ram, the people's offerings. Um, And then in verse 23, at the conclusion of these offerings, we have our word again. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. So the manifestation of the positive attributes, all the attributes of our God are happening right in front of the people and they are recognizing whatever in whatever way it is here. And we're not given the details, but the glory of the Lord is appearing to the people because the sacrifice has been made according to the specifications of the Lord. Then we noticed in chapter 10 that the sacrifice was being made and it was not 
according to the specifications of the Lord, as we read in verses 1 and 2. But God was intent. He was determined that His glory would be seen as the sacrifices were made. So the Lord spoke to Aaron, verse 8, saying, Don't drink wine or strong drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest you die. It will be a statute forever throughout your generations. And, and that you may put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. God wanted us to know here that there was to be a there we are to recognize a chasm between that which is holy and that which is unholy in our worship and in our sacrifices to him. Now I want us to back back up to verse 3. When God is angry, he's devoured Nadab and Abihu because they offered this strange fire. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, what that might have been in another dig a bit. But verse 3, that's where we're going to park today. Then Moses said to Aaron, this is it that the Lord spoke, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Moses and Aaron held his peace. Aaron's sons had just been devoured. He had just watched his sons being burned up in a fire sent from heaven. Imagine the emotion that Aaron was going through at this moment. But Moses' response to him was the words of God. I will be sanctified. You're going to set me apart. You're going to respect what I've said. You're not going to offer any common fire in, in your sacrifices because you're going to see a difference between what I've commanded and what is common to man around you. Oh, how we need that lesson today. We need to be able to see the difference between what God requires of us and what man would have us to do both in worship and in our day-to-day ethical and moral decisions. Moses said to Aaron, this is it that the Lord spoke. I will be sanctified and I will be glorified. God here looked at the sacrifice that they made and he said, you're not sanctifying me. You're not setting apart for me that which I've commanded. You're taking something common. I don't know what the strange fire was. I, I have a hypothesis here that we're going to explore a little bit in one of the dig a bits but the point that I want to make here is the sacrifice had to be done in precisely the right way it had to be a sanctified and holy without any error without any blemish sacrifice before God and God had said in verse 9 if you do this You'll, you'll see my glory. And then at the, I mean, in chapter nine, and then at the bottom of that chapter, they did it the right way. And God said, now the people actually, verse 23, they saw the glory of the Lord. In chapter 10, we have a complete 
180, I guess we would call it here, where the sacrifice immediately following this institution of the sacrifices in verse 9, then the sacrifice was done without the holiness that was required by God. And God said, I'm going to fix this. I will be glorified. And he devoured Nadab and Abihu. And the people thus saw the seriousness of God about the sacrifice. They saw the requirement of God that they submit to him in complete obedience. And thus, even in this punishment, God was sanctified and glorified. At the end of this day, the people saw that their God meant what he said, and thus his power and his justice, his righteousness, his wrath were all on display before the people, even in the midst of a grievous punishment. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but why do you think that God was trying to say here, the sacrifice has to be perfect. Well, we're going to see this a little bit more in depth in another dig a bit, but for, the, for now, let's just say, he's showing them the perfection, the sanctification, the holiness of the sacrifice, because the ultimate sacrifice was going to be his son, Jesus Christ. Let's close by looking at John chapter 13. And we're going to realize that the context here is uh, Mary having anointed Jesus for his burial in chapter 12. And we, we see um, the Pharisees trying to capture Jesus uh, in the beginning of chapter 13. In, well, in the middle of chapter 12, actually, they're, they've decided because of the raising of Lazarus that they're going to to get Jesus and then in chapter 13 we're right before the feast of the Passover we are at the um, well we are at the feast of the Passover we're in the upper room with Jesus and the disciples the time of, of Calvary has approached because of this catalyst that happened in John 11 with the raising of Lazarus the Pharisees were determined to get him Judas is about to betray him. And in John chapter 13 and verse 31, let's start there. Well, in verse 30, Judas has gone out to betray him. And in verse 31, Jesus said, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified. And God is glorified in him or through him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will straightway glorify him. When is that glorification going to happen? It's about to happen at the cross. It's about to happen at the sacrifice. It's about to happen at the offering place when the sacrifice was made for my sin the foreshadowing of which sacrifice was happening in Leviticus chapter 10. Do you think this sacrifice at Calvary had to be just right? Do you think it had to be sanctified? Do you think I have to view it 
as the sanctified glorification of God as my only hope as the sacrifice for my sins. I believe that the statement that was being made by the devouring fire in Leviticus 10 was to show us ultimately the importance of having the holy sacrifice of God and for its application to our sins being as it is commanded in the New Testament. I will be glorified in this sacrifice. In Leviticus chapter 10, God says, I will be glorified and I will be sanctified in this sacrifice. John 13 verses 31 and 32, God will also glorify himself and he will straightway glorify Jesus, the sacrifice. God's going to be glorified and sanctified in the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why death had to happen when the sacrifice was done wrong there in the very institution of blood sacrifices. It had to be, or of the Levitical blood sacrifices. It had to be done right. God was saying something there that relates to the sacrifice of Jesus, the glorification of Jesus Christ at the cross. I hope you're having a great study. I hope you're having a great day. Tune in to the next Digabits that will relate to the one that we've just done. Have a good day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Digabit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.